Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. An incredibly deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. With LinkedIn ads, you'll be able to target over 70 million decision makers all in one place. No deep voice required. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. Terms and conditions apply. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Radio presents Podversations, a weekly discussion with the biggest names and influencers in podcasting. Want to learn the secret psych-up rituals Scrub star Zach Braff and Donald Faison use before every fake doctor's real friends taping? How Vice News parachutes into war zones to rescue journalists from life-threatening situations? Or why Keegan-Michael Key and Blumhouse believe 3D audio is the future of storytelling? Whether you're a newbie trying to break into the podcast game or an exec trying to refine your playbook, Podversations is the easiest way to keep your pulse on the industry. Welcome to the iHeart Podcast Speaker Series. It's good to be with you again. As you know, every week we like to get together with some of our favorite podcasters, producers, thinkers, talk about where the industry is going, talk about where their shows have been. And we're really excited about today's conversation. You know, it's a pretty rare opportunity to talk to the host of a show that has been out in the world for over a decade now. But that's exactly the case for Stuff Mom Never Told You. So today we're going to be talking to two of the fantastic hosts from that show, Annie Reese and Samantha McVeigh. Annie, Samantha, good to be with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having us. Yes, yeah, it's like, a pleasure. Like mm-hmm. I was saying, it's it's got to be a strange you know, thing to be the host of really one of the original podcasts out there. Now, we're, we're pretty fortunate here at iHeart and, of course, part of Stuff Media originally that was acquired by iHeart hosting so many of these fantastic shows that have been around for over a decade or so. But Annie, you've been part of the company. You weren't hosting this show originally, but you've been part of the company from those early days. Maybe let's go back early on and talk a little bit about your background first. Before you were hosting podcasts, before I think any of us even knew that podcasts would become 
such a huge thing. You were part of the company Stuff Media or more publicly known as, as How Stuff Works. Tell us a little bit about your background, what you were doing and any of those early thoughts on podcasts when we first started testing these things out. Yes, absolutely. So it's kind of a funny and long story, but in high school, I really, really wanted to direct documentaries and I was very passionate about it. So I applied for a job at How Stuff Works online and I got a message back and they said like, thank you for applying. You're a little young, like maybe go out, get some training. And then if you still are interested, you can contact us again. And my parents, bless their hearts, were like, sweetie, you're never going to succeed in this industry. Oh, dear. <laughs> yeah, no, they were very, you know, you can still do it. You can be passionate about it, but maybe choose something where a job is more secure. You have a better chance mm-hmm. of getting a job. So I went to college, not for documentary filmmaking or anything like that. And I had gotten a job to move to China and I got a call from how stuff works and it was four years later i hadn't updated my resume or anything and they said we want you to come in for a job interview and my parents were like yes please don't move to china go to this job that is located in atlanta near us and i thought i would never get it but i I did and i started as an intern and right then it was 2010 nobody really knew what a podcast was And I remember hearing that term around the office and thinking like, that doesn't sound like a thing. (laughs) But I was an intern and I was starting at the bottom. And my boss at the time was like, we want you to work on this podcast thing. I think it's going to be big. At the time, Apple really wanted it. So we're going to get you started on these podcasts. It's funny now because I've been in the industry so long. Yeah. But at the time... I had trouble describing what a podcast was to people. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, isn't that just radio? I'm like, no, no, not quite. (laughs) And now I feel like I'm a pro. But even then I was sort of like, I don't know if this is going to take off, but it really did. And I also was in charge of at the time answering fan mail for some of the shows. And I would hear people talk about how much they loved this new medium and they were so excited about it. And I was like, huh, you know what? Maybe this is a thing. So I started in editing and then I moved to producing And then about four or five years ago, I became a host. So I've kind of gone the whole podcasting cycle of life. I think you uh, you certainly earned it to have to be responding to all listener mail and things. And we talk about that some about how we realized that's when things were clicking. Like that's when we started realizing there is something here because we started hearing from such a wide range of listeners, whether it was parents writing in to How Stuff Works saying, I'm so glad that there are these awesome shows for my kids. You know, it was people writing in from around the world, people in the, the military that were able to, you know, finally listen to something that sounded familiar to them and that they could get an escape from what they were thinking about on a day-to-day basis. So that's pretty cool. But to go from the intern level to hosting one of the biggest shows in in the world and one of the longest running shows, that's pretty cool. Samantha, why don't don't we go to you as well? Tell us a little bit about your background. You haven't been here quite as long, but I, I still think you're considered a veteran now. I don't know whether you want to accept that title or not, but tell us a little bit about, uh, about your background. You know, when you think about people being thrown into things, you kind of automatically either have to be a professional and a veteran, or you're just going to sink. So hopefully I'm not sinking. That's the good news. <laughs> not at all. Um, yeah. So essentially I came in on the back end. Andy's already been through the gamut, hosting and honestly doing it by herself, running the show by herself, her and her producer at the point in time. And she and I had a sit down talking about what the show looked like. And one of the big issues at the time, I am a social worker. So I was coming from mm-hmm. an advocacy background. And we were talking about the Me Too movement that was happening around the world, around the country, and how significant it was and why this needs to be a continued conversation. We got real deep. We, When it comes to Annie and I on the show or doing anything, we get on a very personal level and do an in-depth look at where we are 
in that time and how this affects us. And then the bigger picture of like, oh my gosh, this is a big thing that individually we feel this, we know this, we know this moment. This is really personal for us. But then having a collective and having a bigger picture and having a voice and really be able to sit together and Mm -hmm. realize we're not alone is a huge Mm -hmm. thing to this as well. So we came in with a small idea of like, let's do a mini series about what trauma looks like and what trauma looks like in the Me Too era, because for victims and for survivors, that's a continued thing. And when you hear it constantly, when you talk about it constantly, when it's on the news, and it seems so flippant for those who've never experienced that type of trauma, for the rest of us, it is huge and triggering and why things like that are significant. And it's not just a movement or a moment. So we came in and had like what was supposed to be, I think, a five series to a 13 part series. And we decided, hey, this is working out really well. How about we continue this? Not going to lie. I may have pushed it a little bit and be like, you know, I can stay if you want me to. I'll, 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 I'll just, you know, keep going if you need me here. I'm good. I'm, I'm glad that you did because, you know, not, not every two hosts have a terrific dynamic and it's so critical to the success of a show. And the dynamic both of you had right off the bat was impressive, but to watch it develop and to, you know, two hosts that it's hard to imagine them working apart at this point. Maybe let's back up for just a little bit for, for anyone who's watching or listening that maybe hasn't listened to Stuff Mom Never Told You. Let's talk a little bit about the mission of the show. And then maybe in a minute, I'd love to talk about how it's evolved. Because, you know, Samantha, to your point, the world has changed. We've all changed over the past four, five, 10 years, even in the past couple of years, as we have more, you know, hopefully productive conversations around everything from gender to social issues to whatever it may be to think about how that may have pushed the show in certain directions. But but just to back up a little bit, Annie, maybe I'll, I'll go to you first on this just to talk about, you know, the mission of the show, what you're, you're hoping to accomplish when you produce each episode. Right. When I first started, the mission of the show was very like, let's have these conversations we're not having, like taboo topics, very research based. You know, some of the popular early topics were like, why do women shave and, and things like that. And it it has evolved. And I'm excited to talk about that in a minute. But it was for me, as someone who was just out of college and editing this and producing it, because I started as an editor and producer on that show, I just remember listening to it and thinking, I wish somebody told me this. I wish I had known this because I grew up in a small town and I wasn't exposed to these kinds of ideas or conversations a lot. So I feel the heart of the show is thinking about people like that Mm -hmm. who are in a small town growing up who feel isolated or marginalized or whatever it is and listening to this and thinking, oh, finally, somebody's talking about this. Somebody's having these conversations. And it's very important to us that we look at anything and everything through an intersectional feminist lens. So Samantha and I are very passionate about very different things. We we have some overlap, but we have some mm-hmm. different passions and I'm a huge nerd. So it's really fun for me to like look at things that I love through this intersectional feminist lens. We have book clubs and we have feminist movie Fridays where we pick a movie and we just kind of dissect it. But I feel like that's our kind of mission is to remember the people we're doing this for and to make sure we're being intersectional and inclusive and that we're growing together, that we are listening and hopefully continually getting better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a person with a very deep voice, 
I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash customer to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash customer. Terms and conditions apply. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud, Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less, like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. Oracle.com strategic. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Samantha, maybe I'll toss it to you to, to think about it. I mean, obviously you were familiar with the show before you came on board as a co-host. As you think about the show and where it's been and where you'd like to see it continue to evolve, maybe talk about that for a minute, if you don't mind. Right. So Annie kind of hit it on the head about the fact that we are very different in our interests. We overlap in that we are very supportive of each other and love learning about each other's passions. For me, social advocacy has always been something that's very important to me. In my social work background, working in investigating child abuse, 
issues to working with at-risk teens to working with women in these issues, it kind of came to this point of like, okay, what do we see as a bigger needs as we look at where we are in the world and how things mm-hmm. are changing and how things are becoming all onto a spectrum? Like we mm-hmm. finally discovered that it's not just about this or that. It's not binary anymore. It is on a spectrum. And we want to lean into that and to understand that. So what does that look like when we represent it in whatever topic we're talking about? So one of the things that I love in doing this is that we get to have representation. For Mm -hmm. me, myself, as an Asian woman growing up in a very white world, seeing myself as represented has been phenomenal. Like one of the best things that's happening as we talk about different months, whether it's API or Black History Month, like there's something significant to this that we want to Mm -hmm. lean into and to grow. One of the series that we've started up was called Women Around the World. We're trying to change that name. Feels it's too binary. But we seek to see what uh, people are doing around the world that should be celebrated Mm -hmm. today instead of waiting till they're gone and giving them flowers after the fact, recognizing what they're doing, how big of a change they're trying to impact. And even though they feel like it's one person, this one person can have significant impact into the world. And we want to see that and recognize that. And it's a beautiful thing, like when everything seems so dark and gross, being able to see that light for those who continue to fight is one of the greatest parts to this. And we want to make sure we're highlighting that as much as we're talking about, yeah, this is awful, but look at this good. Yeah, that's really helpful. And it's interesting to have come on board to a show for both of you that has existed with multiple previous hosts, you know, the brilliant Kristen Conger and Caroline Irvin, who started the show originally. That's terrific. But I'm curious to know what have some of the challenges been when you come into a show that has had, again, multiple previous hosts? What has that experience been like? Annie, maybe I'll start with you. It has been a challenging one. I will start by saying we also have the interesting pandemic experience. So we had to figure out that process and how to record from home. And it's actually worked out really great, but that is definitely, it sort of happened right when Samantha was coming out full time. <laughs> yeah, It was a difficult experience because when people really connect to a podcast and to host, they feel like they're their friends. Mm-hmm. And I totally understand that feeling. Like you're, you have these people in your ears and you're hearing about their lives and you feel like you're connecting with them and like, oh, I can relate to that. And so when hosts go, it, there's kind of a grieving process. Yeah. And as the hosts that are coming on, you know that and you feel that pressure of, I love the show. I care about the show. I care about the listeners. And for me, at least, I won't speak for Samantha, but I got it in my head that I had to be like the past host. Mm-hmm. And through doing that, I wasn't being authentic. No one was happy. I wasn't happy. They weren't happy <laughs> because you're not going to be that person, right? Right. So I took a moment and thought about what do I really like about this show? What did I like about what they were doing? What's important to me? What's unique to me that I can bring? And it wasn't an easy process and it took a, a little bit. I'm always grateful to the, the podcast rule. Give me at least 50 episodes before you write me off completely because <laughs> you're figuring things out. But you can find common ground. There was a reason I liked it and connected with it too. So finding that within you, being true to that, but then also being true to yourself and to the listeners. And so for me in particular, like I did bring a lot more nerdy content, like all of a sudden and there's yeah. like Star Wars stuff all the time. <laughs> but I tried to balance that with, I loved how the past hosts did all of this research and they presented it in a really accessible way. So we've kept that, but we've also become more personable. Just finding mm-hmm. those things where, you know, we're never going to be them. Mm-hmm. But I think we can still give you the thing that you liked about it. But now it's just coming from a very nerdy person yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. It's been fun to watch. 
watch. I mean, you to really see the two of you making the show your own in a way. While, you know, of course, they're always being a nod to those who may have hosted previously or those who even started the show. And I love that you think about it that way, but it's really fun seeing you both get into such a good groove with it. Samantha, I'm, I'm curious to hear from you. What's your favorite part of making the podcast? Oh, wow. That's a big question. Mm-hmm. I think that one of my favorite parts is that we do have free reign to be able to talk about so many issues. We know yeah. when it comes to feminist issues, and there's a lot of ups and downs, a lot of critiques. We are watched very closely by mm-hmm. both sides, by fans and non-fans. So mm-hmm. it's kind of one of those things that we have to definitely cater to, but at least we can stand our ground at the same time. People know what to expect when it comes to our show. Thank goodness the previous host has kind of established that already. This sounds dorky, but Annie and I are actually close friends. So working with someone that I love and trust in this way is probably one of the best parts, having a family. And when I say family, I guess it's because I don't see anybody anymore. (laughs) Again, we're all at home. My family consists of Annie and our producer, Christina and Maya. (laughs) And having that network of people who come together and discuss the needs and the growth and how to grow the show. When we have a great idea, we love to egg each other on and being able to encourage each other. Probably one of the best parts. Doing something that is not as high risk. as when I was in the field is also interesting. It's a whole new world for me. So being able to grow and continue to learn, doing things like finding a subject that I'm really interested in and then just diving into it and getting yeah. to talk about it for 30 to 50 minutes is phenomenal. And being like, I'm so knowledgeable. Look at me. I researched this. <laughs> oh, I love that. What about for you, Annie? What's your favorite part? I I am embarrassed, but I shouldn't be. I was also going to say working with Samantha. We are really good mm-hmm. friends. It's a delight to work with somebody who, who you enjoy and who, yeah, we do support each other and back each other up and we're there for each other. I love the research part too. I really feel like I'm in, it's like the montage scene in horror movies where they're like, oh, this, it was this person. I love that aspect of it. Like, oh, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to look into this. I'm going to look into this. And I get to do it for a bunch of nerdy stuff often. So that is great. I love hearing from the fans. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously it can be a very uh, vulnerable experience. And sometimes you get those critiques and you take them so personally, but most Mm -hmm. of the time they're so kind and they're Mm -hmm. so giving with what they'll share with us. And it's definitely a moment where podcasting from home can feel very isolating, but you feel that connection. Like, oh, here's another person who feels the same way I do or thinks about this the mm-hmm. same way I do, or they'll add something that I hadn't even thought about. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'm glad that you said that because that's something that we've talked a lot about over the past three or four years in terms of what listeners need. I know we hear from listeners all the time on several shows that we do. And it was almost like we saw a couple of very different needs and and shifts within the podcast industry. You know, previously, it's not as though true crime is not still a huge category. It obviously is a huge category, but it felt like starting, you know, maybe three years ago and then everything that we've been through over the past few years, it felt like people on one side of the spectrum needed just sort of an escape from all of that. It was like, I need something that makes me feel more comfortable. I need something that puts a smile on my face. And at the same time, we also saw an audience that needed to sort of make sense of the world. And, And I feel like the two of you bring a little bit of both of that. I think for listeners to hear from you, there is that element of these are my friends. These are people that I know that I can go to for comfort and to hear from a few times each week. And at the same time, I know that I can go to them to help make sense of the the world around us. I mean, you talk about really heavy and important and shifting topics. And I think that it's great that you're able to sort of serve both of those needs for listeners. Is that something you think about when you're creating the show? Or is it more like, no, we're just kind of doing our thing and, and hopefully listeners like what we do. I think we think about this because we have to have that as well Mm -hmm. as uh, some of these subjects that we even talk about is taxing.
interesting. There's been some really emotional subjects that Andy and I both covered and it yeah. gets us. We're very vulnerable to that as well. And so sometimes we're like, you know what? Let's do an episode on Sex in the City. So let's do a whole series <laughs> where we rewatch this and just enjoy this and talk right. about it being problematic or enjoyable or eye-opening. And a lot of our listeners are feel the same way. They're like, yes, we want to hear about the taxing issues and all of these things and how I feel bad about myself, but trying to get myself out. But oh yeah. my God, thank goodness we have this happy hour where we get to talk about movies or we get to talk about a drink that this uh, wonderful woman has created and we get to talk mm -hmm. about the history of this, you know, having a variation of picking and choosing that day if we can handle it. And for us, it's really important if it is like a heavy subject. At the very beginning, we were like, hey, if you're not filling up for this, don't listen to this, right. wait for this. That's because good. that's important to us as well because we need that. I need that as a person mm -hmm. who is very sensitive to so many things uh, on TV. Mm -hmm. Don't get me started on Rogue One, which Annie did not prepare me for because I'm still upset about that movie. But having a good content warning, like that's important yeah. that we are being caring to our listeners as well as ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I think that's really important. Well, it really comes through, you know, when both of you talk about the other as a good friend. And I'm glad that you do. It would have been a little bit awkward if one of you was like, I don't know, I'm just kind of in it for, you know, the big podcast. <laughs> so uh, it's good, but it really comes through when you hear the show that there is a very real connection between the two of you. The show is such a fantastic podcast and I know holds a very real and special place for so many listeners for so many years now and, and now having the opportunity to connect with the two of you. So again, for anybody who has not had the opportunity to check the show out, Stuff Mom Never Told You publishes multiple times every week from these two brilliant hosts, Annie, Samantha. Thanks again for spending some time with us. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. That's it for today. And we will talk to you again next week. Take care. is a production of iHeartRadio. You can find more from the biggest names in podcasting on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable.